special announcement. The episode after this one won't be Twin Peaks. I'm not going to say what it is. Oh, we're not going to say what it is. But it's got a similar cast. But there's there's some similarities. So look forward to it. It's a bit of a test episode. I don't know. Anyway, show proper now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Peaked, episode four, I believe. Thoughts? Um, this episode was not the episode of the podcast, but the episode of Twin Peaks was bad. Interesting. Thoughts? I hated almost every second of it. Cool. Also, I forgot the notebook. I usually write the notes of the episode in. So today we are on TwinPeaks.Fandom.com. And, uh... We are on TwinPeaks.Fandom.com. Yay! And uh, we're just going to go through it on that because I'm a little piss baby and I forgot. And everybody can tweet at the show at Peaked Media Pod or comment on Instagram and just call me a little, 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 little coward boy. I only use Twitter for one purpose. Porn. Yes. Thoughts. That's all. Excellent. Anyway. Stats about the episode. Are you ready for your statistics? I sure am, boss. Hey, this is episode four, titled episode three, also titled uh, Rest in Pain. It was written by Harley Payton and directed by Tina Rathborn. Thoughts? So there's a new Taylor Swift album out called Midnight's, and there's a lyric from one of the songs where she basically says that sometimes she feels like everybody is a sexy baby. And people think she's talking about actual babies being sexy. She's not. She's referencing 30 Rock, which is a sitcom from a long time ago. Not that long ago, but a while and basically a sexy baby is when an adult woman infantilizes herself because that's what predatory men want uh, written by harley payton and directed by tina rathborn anyway you know how last week mr austin robert i mentioned how uh when they did reruns of these they would show the log lady talking about stuff yes i love the log lady well now i'm gonna start i'm gonna start reading what she said before every episode just for the hell of it mm-hmm. and i have the one for this one right here in my hand Yep. On TwinPeaks.Fandom.com. From the log lady's mouth? From the log lady's log mouth herself. <clears throat> there is a sadness in the world. Sorry, I already fucked it up. There is a sadness in this world. For we are ignorant of many things. Yes, we are ignorant of many beautiful things. Things like the truth. So sadness in our ignorance is very real. The tears are real. What is this thing called a tear? There are even tiny ducts, tear ducts, to produce these tears should the sadness occur. Then the day when the sadness comes... Then we ask, will the sadness that makes me cry, will the sadness that makes me cry my heart out, will it ever end? The answer, of course, is yes. One day, the sadness will end. Thoughts? The log lady is so wise and so wonderful and so beautiful. She is beautiful. I love her. Anyway, we're in an interesting spot today. We're not feeling it. Thoughts? I'm getting a medical procedure done, so I'm kind of out of it. Um, But do you think that the log lady's log is like her child? I know the answer to that question. I'm not going to answer it for you. For the the record also, just to clarify, Austin is not currently undergoing a medical operation as we record this. We wish we could, but they're not letting us. We're recording it beforehand. Yeah. 
because no that's pretty much it you said it all so in two days i'm getting a medical procedure and then two weeks from now i'm getting another medical procedure so there might be like a one week where we miss an episode we're gonna try and not miss a week but we might miss a week we might even miss two weeks but that's probably not gonna just a full heads up possibly possibly yeah we'll try to do right by you guys though you're our fans all six of you i don't know guys please share this with your friends i don't you are one anonymous fan from alberta the one and only anonymous fan from Alberta. We love you. I love you, at least. Uh, I'm sure I'd love you if I got to know you. That's beautiful. Let's go. At the Great Northern. Again, I am reading this almost word for word from the TwinPeaks.Fandom.com. Thank you guys for supporting us. They don't support us, but anyway. At the Great Northern. Odd- Is this plagiarism? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I think that got picked up. Orwell meowing like a little boy. Austin's getting up. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. He's getting up. He's standing up. He's walking to the door, stomping like an ogre, like a giant from another world. Orwell has ran run away from the door. Austin's gesturing towards the door. Orwell, he's sniffing it out. He's looking in. He's thinking about it. He's sniffing my shoe. One, two, sniff my shoe. Orwell's sniffing about it. He's confused. He's combobulated. Discombobulated, actually. Interesting, when you're not discombobulated, you are combobulated. I wonder how that works. We're in an interesting spot now. Uh, Orwell's taking more steps. He's sniffing my backpack now. Austin's just sat, he's sat on the ground. He's petting Orwell. He's picked up Orwell. He's cradling Orwell. I think the show has fallen apart live on air. Orwell left the room. Austin closed the door. Austin's getting up. He made it up. He's picking up the sword. He's actually picking up the sword. I'm nervous. That thing does not look sharp, but it is large and it could hurt me. And it is directly above my head. He's undergoing sword training. He's going to stab his floor with it. Long live Valhalla. Long live Odin. Thor. Freya. Tyr. King of all the gods. Hey guys, I'm back. Sorry for the interruption. I had to take a quick bathroom break, but uh, I hope Noah handled the show properly. My blood pressure rose 35%. And it was already dangerously high. At the Great Northern, Audrey watches Cooper walking down the hallway towards her thoughts. Sherilyn Fenn. I love Sherilyn Fenn. That being said, this episode, she kind of was just okay. Interesting. Uh, she talks to him. He asks her to join him for breakfast. He gets her to write her name on a piece of paper and compares it to the writing of the card that says one eyed Jacks, or Jack with one eye, rather. And it matches. Audrey wrote the note. Whoa. Whoa. Audrey wrote a note. He also says something about how she has uh, romantic handwriting, whatever that means. We're not going to focus on it too much. No. He said she has romantically inclined handwriting. That's very true because it slants the way it slants, I believe, to the right or something like that. To the right, to the right. Everything I own is in a box to the left. Interesting. Uh, and then he dismisses her and because uh, Sher- Sheriff Harry Truman, that's how they wrote it on this. Ew. Sheriff Harry Truman and Lucy... I hate Truman. Lucy. Lucy. I love Lucy. She is actually perfect, right? She's actually an angel, but I fucking hate Truman. We always hate what we see most in ourselves. Don't, don't ever say that again. I'm nothing like that dirty man. You both look good in a cowboy hat. Yeah, but I look good in everything. You look especially good in nothing. <laughs> Austin's blushing. I have not seen Austin in any amount of unclothedness, for the record, I don't think. See me without a shirt, but like nothing else. Well, that's just boys being boys. That's just boys being. Bo- oh, and there was that one time where I wore assless chaps, and that was a real treat. Harry and Lucy sit down. None of that was real, by the way. We all made that up. We're not real people. My name's not even Noah, and his name's not even Austin Robert. 
Yeah, my name is Dale. And my name is Harry. Thoughts? He fell asleep. Cooper <laughs> Cooper orders breakfast and he goes over his dream, which we went over in the last episode. He mentioned some stuff we didn't see last episode, but that's just more cut content from the other pilot we talked about last week. I'm sure you remember. He's nodding his head. And if you don't remember, you can just go back and listen to the other episode. We need more plays. Do it. He admits that he forgot who killed Laura Palmer, even though the fake Laura Palmer told him in his dream. He forgot. He forgot. He forgot what she told him. Yeah. And, ooh, I just got sent a photo. I know who killed Laura Palmer. I googled who killed Laura Palmer. Who killed Laura Palmer? I can't tell you because that would ruin the show. Tell me. But I know, but I can't tell you because it would ruin the podcast. I'll cut it. Tell me. I can't ruin the show. Tell me. I'm a dirty liar. It, it was Big Ed. It was Big Ed with the wrench in the study. Anyway, Cooper talks about stuff, and then Harry gets a message on the radio from Andy. Shout out, Andy. Shout out, Andy. I'm currently Googling something. No, you're not. <laughs> no. You're not looking that up. You're not looking. You're not. Stop. Please. Actually, no. Fine. Do you want to ruin this show? It's all we have. No, we have more. We it's, all, it's all I have. No, because we could keep doing the show. We can just be like, I'll lie. But that ruins the show. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I've seen the other show that we're going to talk about. I almost said the name of it. Do I have to pretend like I didn't see that one? No, that's different. Okay, cool. Harry, Andy gets a message, or Harry gets a message from Andy saying there's a fight going down at the morgue. We cut to the morgue where Albert, remember Albert? Yes, I remember Albert. His wife is cool. What? His wife is cool. Albert doesn't have a wife. Oh, I thought you meant the doctor. That's Doc Hayward. I'm talking about Albert. Oh, the other, the FBI guy. Yeah. The dickhead. Yeah. I hate his guts. Okay. They're arguing uh, because Albert doesn't want to release Laura Palmer's body for the funeral. He wants to keep getting into and like cut her up and stuff and like, uh, you know, examine her to figure out who killed her or, you know, find evidence. Harry and Cooper show up. Albert insults everybody, and then Harry punches Albert in the face. Thoughts? I like the scenes. The first scene where I actually enjoyed Truman's existence and didn't hope that he got killed off. Interesting. Cooper orders Albert to release the body, and then everybody leaves. Cooper just lo- stays behind and looks at Laura Palmer for a second. Then we cut to the Palmer household, uh, where Leland is watching a show on the TV called Invitation to Love, which isn't a real show. It's a soap opera within the show thoughts on invitation to love i would like to watch it uh also seems like something my mom would like interesting and then uh, a nurse is giving him a shot as that's happening then the doorbell rings are you reading word for word no i'm i'm adding some flair some dramatic flair sure. the door we're not we're not plagiarizing because you know i had a public speaker come to my elementary school and talk about plagiarism so i know what a big deal it is you're making that up. Plagiarism is a problem. You're lying. No, I'm not. You're lying. I'm not lying. Okay. You're going to give me a complex. I'm lying. You're going to make me think that my whole life isn't real. I'm lying. You're scaring me now. I scare everybody. People are afraid to be near me. Somebody walks in. Who is it? It's a g- 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 girl. It's my mom, Sam. Shout out Sam. It's not actually Sam, though. It's Maddie. Maddie being Laura Palmer's cousin, who, fun fact, is played by Cheryl Lee, who also plays Laura Palmer's dead body. It's the same actress. Really? Yeah. Didn't expect that. 
And, sorry, just fun details for you, because I want you to truly get the big brainedness of this show. What's hap- Do you know what's happening on Invitation to Love right before she walks in? No. They're introducing the characters, and there's a character in Invitation to Love who plays two different people. Really? And then, also, do you remember some of this stuff Laura Palmer's weird spirit in the lo- in the dream said last week? Yeah, her arms bend backwards sometimes. Do you remember what the small man called her? His cousin. Think about it for a second. But doesn't she look exactly look like, like my cousin? Exactly like Laura Palmer. Isn't that cool? That is cool. I am confused. So is she Laura Palmer? Well, no. She's her cousin. Is she relevant to the story? She'll be around, yeah. Is she a main character? She'll be around. Is she Diane? She'll be around. Also, I would like to point out, Diane hasn't shown up for two episodes. Is she actually in the show still, or is she gone? He's been talking to Diane. No, she hasn't shown up for the last two episodes. I've been watching for it. He talked to her in this episode multiple times. No, I kept track of it. You're at, no, are you making this up for a bit? No, I'm serious. I've been waiting to hear him talk to Diane. I haven't seen it. He has been. Actually. I can't tell if you're lying or not. No, I don't lie about this stuff. I haven't seen him talk to Diane once. He did it multiple times in this episode. Did I just zone out? Yes. I've been waiting for it. I've been like, Frankly, a couple times I looked over and I thought you were asleep. Okay, this episode was really bad, to be fair. It's not a great one, but still, yeah. It was really bad. He talked to Diane? Twice. What about the last episode? I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> at the double <laughs> at the double art diner, uh, Norma's talking to a lawyer, I think, some guy, about her husband, Hank. He's being real good. He has a parole hearing. He might get released from prison. How do you feel about that? I hope he doesn't. Okay, interesting. Oh, apparently this guy has a name. His name's Wilson Mooney. Thoughts? That's an awful name. What the fuck? Yeah, because good old Wilson Mooney pries in a really weird, creepy way and asks how she fends off any potential male suitors. I'm uncomfortable. And he, she says that she explains that her husband is homicidally jealous. Yes, I do remember this scene, and I remember thinking, that feels out of place in the episode, but it will probably come back later. Cooper and the sheriff visit everybody's favorite character. Yay, Leo Johnson. We love Leo Johnson. No, we don't. At his home. We hate Leo Johnson because he beats the shit out of my girlfriend. Okay, so Noah's picking hair out of the mic. When I said my girlfriend, I meant platonically, by the way. Respectfully, she's more like, like it's like a friendship type of thing. Like, you know, in Riverdale, how Betty has that uh, stereotypical gay best friend. I'm Shelly's gay best friend. Good to know. Uh, they just question him about how he knows Laura Palmer or whatever. He has his alibi of having called Shelly the night Laura died from Butte, Montana. Thoughts on Butte, Montana? I hate it. Well, actually, I've been to Montana. Most boring state I've been to. More cows than people. Yeah, like I went to like a campground and actually the campground was cool because I rented one of those little like four-wheel buggy things for children. I was 15 um, and I rode it around Montana and by Montana, I mean one road in Montana. Then we're in what I believe to be the Briggs household uh, and Bobby is standing in front of a crucifix. Cool. He stretches out his arms and then... The one, the only, the Major Briggs shows up and asks to talk. Thoughts? And Bobby goes, you really want to talk about me, to me about cigarettes today? And he goes, no, son, but you should put that out. It's a dirty habit, especially for a little gay athlete. A varsity athlete. Oh, sorry. For a little varsity athlete. Um, Bobby sits down in a really cool, not in a cool way, just an impressive way. He, I'm not sure if you noticed this. He stretches his legs, both legs, fully over the chair and then sits down. 
It was crazy. Uh, question for you. Yes? Bopper and Snake. What about them? Fruity? No, not yet. We don't have enough listeners for me to write and read the fanfic. Oh, I forgot there was a full fanfic about that. Because I get lover vibes from them. I think it could have been something if it was in 1990. You're getting called, I believe. We'll pause the pod. Pause the pod real quick. My roommate needs me. The pause has been played. Play the pod. Say that. Oh, I don't know. Say it again so I can... Play the pod. Play the pod, guys. Bopper and Snake. Could have been something if it wasn't 1990. Indeed. Major and Bobby talk. It's good. Major says Bobby doesn't need to be afraid. He has a wonderful little story about, uh, not a story, but a lovely little thing about, you know, uh, not being afraid of death or something. I don't remember. Fuck you. He's yawning. <laughs> he says that people die in the military every day, and he's watched so many people die. You don't have to be afraid of death because, yes, some people die too young, but that's okay. And that Laura did die too young. And he says, Bobby doesn't need to be afraid. And Bobby says, afraid? Um, and look at how I didn't peek the mic there. That's impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. Bobby overreacts and yells about everything in the show. And then he gets really mad. And then Betty Briggs also, uh, comes in and says, is everyone ready to go? Yeah. And also, Which you did laugh at. I did. I found that very funny because just the contrast in that family. But Bobby was playing with his Zippo lighter the whole time and just running his hand over it. And you thought that the light was out. It looked like the light was out. It did look like that. But also, why was he doing that? What kind of psychopathic behavior is that? He just wants to see if he can feel, dude. Do you think he would have been a scene kid if it was 10 years later? Yeah, but isn't he almost an adult? He's like 17. Yeah, but like, what are you doing? That's like. Are you saying you don't know 17-year-olds? Or you didn't know 17-year-olds who would do something like that? I didn't talk to 17-year-olds when I was 17. We were in a pandemic. I didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> uh, Austin got jumped on the Nards by a cat. Thoughts? Post-Nard interview. You know, it probably hurts less than a colonoscopy. We'll find out together. Colonoscopy review coming next episode. Actually, though? Yeah, special interview. <laughs> awesome. Special bonus episode? Thoughts? Maybe. Okay. A little mini app. little mini app. Uh, your cats are fighting again. I'll pause the pod. Say pause the pod. Pause the pod, but hold on. little mini interview, uh, but exclusively for our Instagram followers. Interesting concept. I think we need to kick your cats out. We're back. The girls have stopped fighting. The girls have been kicked out. One of the girls, anyway. Anyway, at the station, Deputy Hawk reports that uh, he has been unable to find the one-armed man. Uh, Cooper's just like, keep trying. Cooper and Harry talk to Albert. Albert essentially goes everything we know about Laura Palmer. She had cocaine in her system. Yummy, yummy. She had been tied up in two separate places. Albert acts out like how she would have looked when she got tied up. And her arms bent back. Just like in the dream with the, the little person. Exactly. There's also claw marks on her shoulders and something in her stomach, which has the letter J on it, whatever is in her stomach thoughts. Yeah, because J for Frankenstein. J for Frankenstein. J-F-R-N-K-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. That was good. You win the spelling bee. But J is actually for Leo Johnson, maybe, or Dr. Jacoby. Or, or, or Johnny Horn. I didn't think about that. We'll get there. Wait. Amen. We'll get there. Wait. Amen. 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 We'll get there. We'll get there. Come down. Get. We'll get there. Okay. 
Anyway, I'm keeping that in. That's staying. Harry leaves because he has to head to the funeral. And then Albert gives, he's like, can we talk alone? And he gives Cooper a report about the assault on his person by Harry. And Cooper gives a real good lecture. Thoughts? Yes, he really does give a really good lecture. He uh, goes off on him. It was actually kind of badass on his part. I don't remember what he said, but he, he went off. Yeah, he's like, there's dignity here uh, where life, a life still means a life or something like that. You know, it's not just like a faceless murder. And he's also like, I remember now. I spent two weeks in this town and I've learned that a murder is not just a murder. You're already wrong. It's not been no, two months. It's not been two weeks. Laura Palmer was family to these people. She was a good young girl who only did a little bit of cocaine and only on the weekends. Because that's how I imagine Dale Cooper would really talk if he was a real person. And in Twin Peaks, there's a magic in the air. We don't murder people here. Um, he doesn't really say that. He also says that if Albert keeps doing this, he'll get file a report that will bury him in Washington so he'll never see the sun. Yeah, which was terrifying, but badass. Uh, and then Albert leaves, and then Cooper makes a note to Diane. I didn't notice that. I'm sorry. Don't yell at me. About purchasing property in Twin Peaks. Did he actually? Yes. Does he move to Twin Peaks? I don't know. Can I Google that? No. You're not allowed to Google anything. Diane. 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 Um, that was Jolene by Dolly Parton, but uh, sung from the perspective of a, a woman whose husband is cheating on her with a woman named uh, Diane instead of Jolene. Is that what you think is happening? Um, I think, no, I don't. He's not married. Okay. Uh, but I do think Diane is a robot. Interesting. Uh, Ed looks at a bunch of dumb stuff on the shelf in his house. One of them is a like porcelain woman with an eye patch. I noticed that's yeah, fun. and she's his uh, Nadine is making those, right? I don't know. I I, I thought she was buying them. Okay, because the impression I got was that she was making those. I don't know how she'd make anything of porcelain. She doesn't seem like the type to do that. Yeah, you're right. Nadine kisses him, and she's gushing about last night. Yeah, and she's like, love me, Ed. And he says, okay. Classic Ed. And then she also just talks about their high school, how she was a little brown mouse. And she saw Ed and Norma together because they were together in high school. And she just wishes she could have been them. And she was like, once I knew once you got to know me, you'd love me forever. And Ed looks dead inside. He really does. He looks like he's ready to run. Ed was my favorite part of this episode, and later you'll find out why. Because Dale Cooper says something to Ed that made me giggle. Interesting. I actually don't know what that was. Um, and then... Want a hint? No. Okay. I don't want a hint. I just want to go in fresh. Uh, she hears a bike, James's bike. This is interesting. And she says, who is that? And Ed says, well, that's James. And she says, James who? Wait, yeah. No, does she not know James? I don't know. Because that seems very odd. Imagine if she didn't. Ed was just too embarrassed ever to introduce her to his family. It was just this, like, you live in your house with your husband and just this random 17-year-old shows up sometimes. Yeah, just this kid. Who is that? That's James. James. Do I know a James? You guys have met. Um, I don't think we have. James comes in and Ed's like, are you ready for the funeral or something? And then James says he's not coming. Or he can't come. <laughs> Austin's laughing because he's being a uh, silly little boy. <laughs> James, can't Frankenstein can't come. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Do you want me to cut that? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sorry. 
James says he's not coming. <laughs> We're more mature than this. We're better than this. No, I'm not. We usually are. He's laughing like the Joker. I should be worried, I think. James says he's not coming. And Ed says, James! And then, I can't come. And James leaves again. <laughs> um, and then we go back to the great northern audrey's parents are arguing about johnny not wanting to take off the i just want to say the scene with james was really like it was really confusing and it's one of the reasons why i think this episode was bad well because frankenstein's in it no not even that like from like genuinely like just that was a poorly written scene well take it up with what's her name i'm checking what her name is take it up with tina no take it up with harley (sighs) interesting um, then we cut to the Great Northern. Audrey's parents are fighting about Johnny not wanting to take off his headdress for the funeral. And then Audrey goes in a secret passage. So Audrey of her. How very Audrey of her. She walks in. Icon. What an absolute legend. She is the moment. She is my hero. Slay the house down. Boots pussy queen. Yes, exactly. And she goes in and she looks in on Dr. Jacoby convincing her brother to take off her older brother, Johnny Horn, to take off the uh, headdress, and he does, and he has flowing locks of hair. And what did you say, Austin? I said he's kind of hot, though. And he is. And he looks like a he looks like a real life Tarzan from the Disney movie Tarzan, with the soundtrack by Phil yeah. Collins. Great songs, including "Son of Man" and "I oh, Want to so Know." Good. I wanna know. Give me a show. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, it's fine. Whatever. Then we cut to. Uh, oh, this is fun. We cut to Laura's funeral. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of the episode. No, my second favorite part of the episode. It's a really good part of the episode. I I just found out the Reverend's name. Are you ready for the Reverend's name? Yes, I am. No, you are not. Clarence Brocklehurst. I call my sister Clarence. Is her name Clarence? Her name, I won't say her name, but no, it's not Clarence. It starts with a C, though. Carly! Oh, yep. It starts with a C-H. I call her Clarence because uh, when I was a kid, I used to walk around the house going, Hello, Clarice, to her specifically, and she hated it. So instead of, I, so one day I went, Hey, Clarence, because I thought it was funny, and she went, Hey. And so I've been calling her Clarence ever since. Okay, that story kind of went nowhere, but sure. I love you. Okay. Reverend Clarence Brocklehurst reads a passage of scripture at the funeral. Cooper's there too. James, who said he wasn't coming. Austin's laying his cat out. Oral's investigating my bag again. Austin's picking up Orwell. Holding him like a little baby boy. Orwell's meowing. This is very cute. Give him little kisses. Throwing him out. And he's gone, I think. Wagging his tail on a door like a little dog. James came. He came, which I can't. And they're talking, and he's watching from a distance, though, like an edgy little boy, because, I mean, let's be honest here, it's James. Um, and Or Frankenstein, sorry, Jesus. And then uh, Johnny Horn randomly shouts, Amen! Now do yours. He has a mental uh, disability. Okay, yes, I knew that. Does this count as mocking him? No, we're just quoting what he said in the episode. Amen. Um, and then Bopper also yells, "Amen." He does, uh, but he does it a little more obnoxiously. Well, cause he angry. Yeah, cause he's angsty, like a little. He acts like he's fourteen. Well, he is fourteen. No, he's seventeen. Fourteen. 
17 and 14 is a big difference. He's actually supposed to be 12 years old. Shut up. I'm not lying. I'm, you're a dirty liar. I'm a dirty hoe, actually, respectfully. Are you? I try to be. Yeah, but are you? People don't like me. I like you as a pal. I'm going to cry. Anyway. Uh, What happens then? <laughs> Got real off track there. Uh, Bobby goes on a little rant. He calls everybody hypocrites because they all could tell that Laura was struggling and they didn't help her. Kind of based. Kind of, kind of right. And then there's a giant slowmation chase. Slowmation, not yet though. And he says everybody's responsible for her death. James runs forward, slow motion, because Bobby points at James. Oh, Bobby points at James and says, "You're a dead man." And then they run at each other in slow motion, and everybody gets in the way. There's a guy who kind of looks like George Costanza in the background. And people separate James and Bobby from fighting each other. Uh, Snake makes a brief appearance. He hasn't really been around. Uh, and it's slow motion, and then that stops. And then Leland starts crying and jumps onto the coffin. And then the mechanism that lowers the coffin breaks and keeps going up and down, and he's crying. And so, my baby! And then Sarah leans down and says, Leland, don't ruin this too! And it's my favorite part of the entire episode. And then my second and third favorite part of the episode come immediately after. At the double R. At the double R. Because uh, Shelly, that's her name, right? Yeah, good job. Shelly, my good friend. That's the first time you called her Shelly, I think. Alice Cooper. <laughs> she she mocks Leland and she goes, and then the dad jumped on top of the coffin and then she mimics the coffin going up and down and she's laughing and I'm like, oh, that's great. Really rude of her though. Yeah, she kind of sucks, but like, I love her. She is good. Uh, one of the guys she's telling the story to, random characters, uh, one of them kind of looks like uh, Larry David. Yes, there's a lot of Seinfeld action in this episode. Also, I wanted to ask you, isn't Jason Alexander in an episode of Twin Peaks? No. Okay, sorry. I, I remember looking at his like IMDb and seeing that. But um, If he is, I don't know about it, and I will investigate, because that would be very interesting. Yeah, so there's that. And then also at the diner, uh, Big Ed, Harry, and Hawk are in a booth talking. He doesn't know if he can trust Cooper, um, as he's not one of them. Then Cooper enters the diner, joins them, orders a slice of pie. Huckleberry pie with ice cream? Yes, and he loves it. He says, this must be where pies go when they die. Exactly. Good ass pie. And then he asked my man, Big Ed, how long have you been in love with Nadine? Norma. Nor- <laughs> Norma. And that's I don't know if he's ever been in love with Nadine. No, I don't think he is, but that's my favorite. Nadine's his wife, right? Yes. Yeah, he's a, he says, how, how long have you been in love with Norma? And that's my favorite part of the episode. It's really good. He's a perceptive guy. Um, and then Harry fills in Cooper about a drug running operation that they're trying to bust where they're smuggling drugs, cocaine specifically, across the border. Um, and he's like, I didn't know Ed was a deputy and Ed's not a deputy. They're actually all part of a secret society teaming up to fight an evil in the woods. Which kind of came out of nowhere, if you ask me. They mentioned it in the last episode. Oh, they did? The when James or two episodes when James gets released and he asks for help from oh, the bookhouse boys. Yeah, yeah. And he said, Who are the bookhouse boys? Never mind, yeah. They mentioned it, but they didn't like Well, it's called it's there. called a Shekhov's gun. Yeah, but I don't like Shekhov's gun. No one likes Shekhov's gun. Everybody does. It's a set up and payoff. That's how you do things. No, but you're supposed to do it in the same episode. Not all the time. This is a long 
that's Riverdale doesn't. Comes from Shekhov's gun. If you have a gun in a scene, that gun has to do something. No. Is that not what it is? If there's a gun on the mantle in the first act, it has to fire by the third. Yeah, that's what I meant. But not in a scene. In a, yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. But this is the third act of the episode. They mentioned it. They should have paid it off in the episode. But it was uh, not like the first act of the show, you know? You that's gotta... my, so far, that's my biggest gripe with Twin Peaks. Is that it it's, that a sh- it's a show you have to pay attention to? Episode to episode? Yes. And also, like things don't make sense and they don't really start making sense until like the end uh the men go to the book house i think i just don't like mystery <laughs> i think i'm just not a mystery guy they go to the book house uh and harry says they've been meeting there for 20 years james and another man joey paulson he's actually the guy who uh helped donna meet james in the pilot mm. if you remember that uh they have a guy named bernard renault who's a janitor at the roadhouse uh he's bound and gagged uh, he's the brother of Jacques Renault. Thoughts? Great names, hilarious voice. Bernard has a disgusting French accent. And not like disgusting as in every French accent. Disgusting as in disgustingly done. Yeah, and his brother doesn't have a French accent, does he? He does, but it didn't sound like he does in this episode, which I was confused by. He sounded very American. Just a normal American man. Yeah, and he's not American, is he? He's Canadian. Yeah, French-Canadian, I believe. Yeah, because they're from across the border. And they speak in normal French accents, not Quebecois French accents. Is it normal for someone to work across the border? Sometimes. From where they live? Okay. Um, There's no bartending job in Quebec? Well, they're in Washington. So it would actually be like Alberta or BC right above them. Oh, okay. okay. BC, I think. Yeah, but there's no bartending jobs in BC? Maybe not for those guys. Right, because they're coke dealers. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, allegedly, Bernard's their mule. Then we cut to his brother Jacques just walking down the road. Uh, and then he somehow knows... Oh, yeah, he sees a red light flashing on the roof of the roadhouse, and he knows that means that Bernard's been taken. So then we cut to... He calls Leo, and Leo's in his kitchen scraping out a shoe with a knife. Yeah, which seems really odd, but I'm assuming he's going to put drugs in the sole. Classic Leo move. We've already like seen him do it with a football. Oh, football. And Jacques essentially just hel- demands Leo helps him get across the border and get out of town for a bit. Leo agrees, calls him an idiot, which based only based thing Leo's ever done. Shelly walks in, Leo leaves, and then Shelly pulls out a gun from her purse and she hides it in like a little cabinet fold-out wood thing with the bloody shirt. And then Harry visits Josie, and I don't really care. But Harry visits Josie, who thinks something terrible is going to happen because Catherine and Benjamin are apparently talking, and she overheard Catherine talking about it. But Catherine's actually eavesdropping on Josie, telling Harry about it, and she's smiling. Josie shows Harry the hidden safe with the books, except for one of them's missing. This is one, and Catherine has the second book, and she hides it in a hidden drawer. And then Pete walks in, and he asks uh, Catherine about his tackle box. Where's my tackle box? And then she calls him out for working with Josie to uh, break into his safe. And, and then he just slyly goes, I think I'll look in the truck. And then he puts his hat on like a badass. We love Pete in this house. We love Pete. We love a racer head. Only one of us has seen it. Yeah, actually, one of our friends from school went, did you know that guy is the guy from a racer head? And I heard NASCAR driver. And I went, yeah, I think Noah was telling me that. And then I went on about NASCAR drivers for about two minutes. And then he went, I said a racer head. And I felt like a real dumbass. We also uh, have another friend. I'm not sure if Austin was here for this conversation. We had another friend who 
mutual friend of the pod, Shane, told to watch Twin Peaks, and she said she would, and then she came back the next week and said she started watching it. She was on episode five, and that was very exciting. Who's watching Twin Peaks? I don't know if I want to say it, but... Oh, that's awesome. Except she started talking, and I was really confused. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's watching. She accidentally started watching season three first. Oh, so she's watching The Return. By accident. I told her, so now she's actually going to watch the show proper. But that's Interesting. funny. Interesting. Isn't that funny? That is funny. Laugh. <laughs> you sound like a, an anime character. Well, that's what you get. Good. I like it. Yeah, anyway, then we cut to Cooper. It's nighttime. He's at the gravesite, and he looks at Dr. Jacoby, who's wearing a cloak, by the way. Dripped out, white turtleneck, cloak. Good fit. Cooper points out he didn't... Oh, Jacoby has flowers. He points out he didn't see uh, Jacoby at the funeral, and he admits that he actually doesn't care about any of his patients' problems. Super fucked up. Except for Laura, for some reason, changed all that, and now he's just sad because she's dead. Uh, and then we cut back to Josie, and she's asking Harry if it's possible that someone maybe killed her husband, uh, and then so that maybe Benjamin Horn could have the land. And he asks if Harry if they'll kill her too. Harry reassures her. Then we cut to the hotel where Cooper and Hawk are sitting, and he Cooper asks Hawk, "He's like, do you believe in a soul?" Cooper's drinking a beer, by the way, which just seems odd to me Super for some reason. Wrong. Don't drink beer. Beer is bad. No, that's not beer what I meant. That's not. Beer is bad. It's not what I meant. I just said for him. Like, it seems out of character. It does. It seems odd. Anyway, especially a bottle of beer. I don't know. Yeah, like, I pictured, like, a scotch on the rock. Scotch off the rocks. Scotch off the rocks, sure. I don't know. Does he have a disdain for ice? Not that I know of. Oh, also, earlier in this episode, uh, my favorite line in, not the whole series, but in this episode, is when, uh, right before they talk to Leo, sorry to backtrack, right before they talk to Leo, uh, they're standing by the lake. That's near Leo's house, and it's just a, it starts with a shot of the ducks, like floating on the water, and you just hear Dale Cooper go, "Wow, look at that, ducks on a lake!" And it cuts to him; he's just smiling, and it's very funny. To me. It was very wholesome, really cute, and that's like the cute parts of the also, Twin Peaks. I just want you guys to check out um, Dale Cooper's new Dale, Coo- the Dale Cooper, Cooper. He has a new album out called Midnights. Uh, check it out on Spotify. Just type in Midnights. It might say Taylor Swift, but it's that's his uh, um, stage name. Yeah, it's by for Taylor. his music. Yeah, his stage name is Taylor Swift. But Dale Cooper has a new album out, so check it out. Um, don't. I actually don't care. Do what you want, guys. Do whatever you want, guys. Do whatever you want. Boycott Dale Cooper. Don't. Don't boycott Dale Cooper. I'm boycotting Twin Peaks. Then we don't have a show. Nope, we're going to watch Once Upon a Time instead. I will murder you. No. Test me, bitch. Will you murder me? I'll cry. Are you going to murder a sickly little boy? You won't be sick once I'm done with you. Uh, They talk about... Cooper asks Hawk if he believes in soul. uh, He believes people have a soul. And Hawk says, soul's plural. You're one... This is actually a really good part of the episode. I like this. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think you agree with me, but I do like it. Because it cuts to... um, Hawk talks about how people his people indigenous people yeah i don't know how true this is probably n- not but or maybe i don't know maybe it's it's cool vibes though for the show he talks about how uh, people have two souls they're like waking soul and then they're like dream soul as they talk about that they cut to leland who's also in the hotel people dancing around him as music's playing he's just standing there like about to cry yeah they're like kind of out of it i thought that was really cool 
and then they talk they clink their beers then a diff- it changes to like swing music and then he starts dancing while also crying and asking people to dance with him and he has a little bit of a breakdown it was very uh, fun to watch though really good and then cooper and hawk take him home uh carry me home tonight we are young and that's the end of the episode we cut to a stoplight somewhere as the credits roll great poster a fantastic poster send us your posters send us your posters with my face on it (laughs) on each stoplight make me yellow make noah red and make orwell orange or no green he knows how stoplights work he definitely has a license he knows how to drive i actually he actually Hey, uh, Noah, do you, uh, do you ever... You stole my joke, you son of a bitch. Do you think, uh... Say, do you remember when? Should we, um... Anyway, that's the episode. Thoughts on... Or not thoughts. We know your thoughts already. Uh, highlight. Do you have a highlight? I do have a highlight. (laughs) This one, Shelly is doing that fucked up impression of Leland jumping on the coffin. Very good. Do you have a low light? Yeah. And don't just say the rest of the episode. Oh, okay, because I was going to say the rest of the episode. Uh, I would say probably that scene with James, because it's just so dumb and pointless. When he can't come? When he's like, I'm not going. And that's the only, that's the scene. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the only thing of value that scene provided is showing us how much Ed doesn't like his wife. Known wife, not, wife, unenjoyer. Ed, Big Ed, Big Ed Hurley. Uh, first things first, we have two questions and then we can end this shit show respectfully. Who do you think killed Laura Palmer? Leo Johnson. All right, sticking with it. Sticking with it for now. And second question, what do you think will happen next episode in episode four, also known as The One-Armed Man? I have a feeling, okay, well, the one-armed man is the fire walk with me guy who... Mike. Mike, thank you. Uh, so he'll make an appearance. But also, my thoughts on the episode, I think Leland's going to do something stupid or get, like, hospitalized. Because I think he's going nuts. I think he's, like, losing it completely. And I think... Just Joe, like me, for real, for real. I, yeah, just like me, for real. Uh, hospitalization, what? Uh, Dale Cooper will probably order some food very specifically and go, Mmm, that's good food. And I think uh, Ed will probably cheat on his wife a little bit more. Okay, excellent. And that's everything, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us, uh, unless you have anything you want to say. Um, Yeah, that's the episode. We harmonized. We harmonized. Um, You can, uh, I mean, listen to us anywhere can find us on instagram at peaked underscore pod and on twitter at peaked media pod we're also probably going to start posting these on youtube not as videos because we're not recording these on video oh we should though maybe i don't know if i want to i like it being a mystery i like my face being present interesting and then yeah uh get excited for the next episode that'll be a fun little diversion and then the week after that we'll get back with twin peaks and then the week after that we might not post or it might be the week after that week we might not post. Because I'm getting a little surgery. And then I'm immediately going on vacation, unrelated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's like, you're getting surgery? I got to leave the country. 
He's actually not leaving the country, though. He's going to Saskatchewan, where he's from. No, I'm actually, we actually held a mini contest secretly and to see if I would visit you, or we would visit you, but you had the surgery, so you couldn't come. And it turns out our special one listener in Alberta actually won, so I'm going to Alberta. Oh, you're going to go visit someone in Alberta? I wonder, do you know people in Alberta? Never. You never, you don't know anyone in Alberta, right? I've never been. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're from, uh, you're from London, Ontario, right? Actually, I'm from... Hamilton. I'm actually from... And that's that's our episode. episode. See you next week, everybody. Hugs, kisses, bye. You're all our family. I'm the man, I'm a little piss boy. I'm eating Subway, Noah. Let's check it out. Wow, wow.